0: This is the 400th episode of Coffee Shop Conversations. Next week will be 401. There are times in our lives that call for courage and inspiration. Our guest today, pianist Dave Fleschner, is fresh out of rehab. His story is full of both. Our guest next week is Arietta Ward, who is known and loved for bringing the light of inspiration, even though deep down she's a shy person. I just had back surgery, which brought me over 100 good wishes. So, it's a special time around the coffee shop at the Artichoke Cafe. Here's episode number 400 with Dave Fleschner. Hey, Dave, welcome to the Artichoke Music Cafe. Hi,
1: oh, thanks for having me here. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful spot. It's a nice little nice room. I like it. I haven't been here since they moved. I been uh-huh. to the old room.
0: Uh huh. Uh
1: huh beautiful i look forward to playing here uh-huh yeah yeah i don't have a particular date but showing i have been speaking so that's good it'll happen
0: i hope so yeah it's really it's a yeah it's it's small it's intimate and you really can and the and the the the, the audio is really good because yeah. they got gary furlough running the audio and he's ter- he's terrific that's great yeah so um uh who are you playing with these days
1: I am playing with a bunch of different. Oh, what, uh, what else is new? <laughs> as I, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that I'm sort of promoting the most right now is my jam session. I got. I call it Dave's Lowdown Jam. <laughs> and the idea is that I bring people into my living room. Really, my living room is too small, so I have to find a uh, location to do this. <laughs> So currently I'm at Catfish Lou's on Monday nights Uh from Uh 6 to 8. Although when I have people playing music, we often go till 9 or 9.30. Uh It's advertised 6 to 8, so we are trying to get the dinner dinner crowd. And my conception of the jam session is that it's not a big, bombastic, ego-driven sort of thing. It's just about whichever musicians happen to be there that evening uh-huh. and how can we make music together. Yeah. So stylistically, as you know, I've done a lot of different types of things, so I, I haven't labeled it as any particular kind of jam. We've played jazz tunes and blues tunes and folk tunes and, and really anything uh-huh. is on the table as long as we're being musical with it. That's yeah. my requirement. Well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that that we make music together at the Uh best of our Uh collective abilities. That's the idea behind the jam and it's going really well. Sometimes I get these amazing players and it blows everyone's mind and sometimes Uh there are people who come in who maybe aren't as well known, but they're very talented or they're Nervous because they're not used to going into jam sessions or Mm -hmm. playing, but they have music in them, and I try Mm -hmm. to draw it out. Uh, How do you do that? By playing, by speaking (laughs) through the language. Uh Uh Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. People
1: respond to it when you're not. I try not to be. Pedantic or judgmental. I mm-hmm. used to be, of course. Everybody is when they're younger. I well, yes, <laughs> yes. Right. The, the, for
0: as far as as far as music journalists go, the 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 old line was, the easiest thing to write is a bad review, right? Yeah, which I gave up long, long, I mean,
1: decades ago. And that's a noble pursuit of yours. <laughs> so that's why everyone appreciates you. Know?
0: Well, you know, I mean, I just uh, I've got a gig at a, 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 at Maryland Public TV on a show called a critics place and they would send me out to like holiday Inns to, to review, to review like five guys in purple velour singing, <laughs> Brandy, you're a fine girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been <laughs> and, there. and I went like, you know, I'm not, what is this, this bullshit? You know, I'm not doing this, you know? So, um, I didn't want to give up the gig, however. Right. You know, nobody ever. Nobody should ever give up a gig on television. That's right. Uh, which I didn't. I just. I, you know if 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 I had to, if they sent me to, then I just changed my own thing. You know, and and did what I wanted to do, and then. Uh, so it was. It worked out. I I would go. If you like this, why
1: well, then you'll like this. You know. <laughs> I like that. I have come to believe that any musical expression is valid at some point.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or
1: every musical expression is valid at some point. And that makes it a lot easier for uh, people of different skill levels to mm-hmm. play together mm-hmm. if you just realize that's where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. I actually brought this book and it's part of um, what's taught me that.
0: The Mysticism of Sound and Music, the Sufi teaching of who? Who?
1: <laughs> Hazrat Inyat Khan. Okay. Anyway, what's he, he holding? Uh, that is a lute. It's not quite a sitar. <laughs> I don't want to say exactly what it is, but oh, okay. It uh, because I would that Sounds would be speaking like. out of ignorance. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, sitar-like. Yes, and lute-like. And well. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, lute's just what you say when it's uh, it yeah. strings and you pluck it, and <laughs> you don't know what it's specific. Right, that's called. why they call them lutenists. Yeah, you
0: mm-hmm. know, and not guitar makers. Oh, right. <laughs> well, look, um, look I, you know, we, we could talk for hours about about uh, music you've done and that you're doing. But when you called me up the other day, I did want to I did want to uh, help you out, you know, and have you on the podcast. But also, um, uh, the people at Catfish Lose. Because before we came to to, uh, uh, Artichoke, we were doing the the, the podcast episodes in their old place, which is now back being a strip club. Sure. You know, that was the place that the strippers went on strike.
1: I remember you know that. that. Yeah. I was I one of the that. first people to play at the old Catfish Lewis. Were you? Yeah. yeah. And ben, I played there for years with Ben Rice uh-huh. and Dave Mellion uh-huh. with rotating cast characters. Uh-huh. But it was sort of, That was sort of a jam by invitation. Uh-huh. It wasn't advertised as a jam, but if musicians showed up, they would play with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. was really fun, actually. But yeah, yeah, Catfish Lewis has been very supportive. Yeah. Uh, and I... Just went to Michelle and said, hey, it looks like you're not doing anything Monday nights. I like having uh, regular gigs because they keep you playing, and I like the informality and the chaos that happens with a situation like that, actually enjoy Uh it. Uh Some people don't. Uh Uh, Because I do a lot of shows, on the weekends I play with other people and you'd asked me about that. Yeah. So I mentioned that yeah. really quick. Um, but because I play all the, the shows that are very organized and I love that too. I love mm-hmm. bo- being part of a really good, tight, well-produced show. Sure. It's uh, it has its own thing, but I, all of that began, you know, historically organically people playing music together and they Mm -hmm. grew into people being more organized and Mm -hmm. putting on concerts and things like that. But I believe that it's important to stay community oriented Mm -hmm. and help build other people up and as you're, you know, doing what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. So, um, some of those other shows are like United by Music, Mm -hmm. uh, North America, who I've been working with I think for over a decade now and I gone. have
0: not seen Barbara Hammerman or I haven't seen uh, what's her name uh, Amanda and Amanda yes uh, forever the band but is, that's because yeah. I don't that's because I've, I've been housebound
1: <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of us were in fact that led us to do a COVID recording project nice. so right when COVID happened yeah. we had this studio booked up in uh, on the peninsula there, Port Townsend, uh, right there on the the bays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well,
0: so, we we were neighbors at, at 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 the Louisiana Pavilion.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, for <laughs> years. Yeah, I think the blues festival is starting to come back strong. So yeah, You'll, it'll happen again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think well, so. maybe not on your end. But <laughs> so, we did a COVID recording project, which uh-huh. involved a rhythm section kind of doing tracks. And some of us who, yeah. who live in the Pacific Northwest, but United by Music has artists from all over the country sure. and sure. different countries. They, of course, started in the Netherlands. So, a lot of people sent their tracks in. And so, we're still kind of we're in the final process of compiling that and that cd is hopefully going mm-hmm. record mp3s whatever we call them the <laughs> album the al- album i like the, the album, album. Yeah. yeah i still call them records because i think it's a record of where you're <laughs> at at the time but yeah album is good
0: because because <clears throat> originally they actually were albums like photo albums with uh, there uh, there was there was an album of 78s yeah and they and you would they would you would have one you know that little sleeve and another sleeve and another sleeve.
1: <laughs> I don't remember those days, but I do remember getting the vinyl and especially the covers. That well, you're not as old as I am. Yeah, well, I, I was. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to say that. <laughs> but I but I do have a collection of vinyl, mm-hmm. and there is nothing like reading the lighter notes and seeing the the oh, beautiful sure. pictures. Sure, sure, sure. It when cds happened i was like yeah and now you can't even it's uh you have to do research to find out who produced it who the side people were sure you know yes. all this know. kind of stuff I where know. it was recorded
0: even on youtube
1: it's uh it's hit and miss yeah and that know? sort of stuff has always been interesting to me i always sure. read that you know? yeah yeah and daniel Lenois one of my favorite right. producers but i used to get, i used to get work name. writing liner notes yeah right that's gone
0: that's gone away
1: yeah it's uh, everything's changing for sure so that's one of the the kind of shows we do uh, Mm -hmm. our last one was make music day they actually had one last night they do uh from smaller Mm -hmm. things i wasn't a part of last night because i couldn't uh, be there, but it was with Doug McLeod He's going to be here on Saturday. I,
0: he was on the, on this podcast a couple yeah. of weeks ago.
1: So they, you, he is a United by Music mentor. So he was uh-huh. there, and they did like a rhythm workshop, and he did a concert, and so there's all there's always something like that going on, mm-hmm. and so they're not always locally in Portland. And mm-hmm. the band currently has more people up in in the Tacoma area. Mm so that's where we end up rehearsing more. Wow. Um, and then uh, still working with uh, Sabrosa with the OEA. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you can't uh, keep those guys away from music.
0: No, no. Pablo sends me MP3s, not playing on the radio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he's getting, he, he did a COVID record too. Everybody, I think everybody's coming out with yeah. their COVID records. Right, right. Um, right. What what I did in of that time and space, but yeah, he's getting played in Europe. Great, uh, <laughs> with his funk record. So I think that's really cool. Sabrosa's so doing a couple of the tunes. Yeah. Uh, so th- they always have to put, even though they're more Latin oriented now. They're. Is his brother still the funk element? Is
0: his brother still a nurse? Yes. That's is Still a nurse. That's you know. fabulous. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, when Rubberneck uh,
1: disbanded, I don't know how many of your listeners remember Rubberneck.
0: Well, if they listen to my radio show, they've heard Rubberneck. I still play Rubberneck. Yeah,
1: Rubberneck was great. I used to open for Rubberneck. Wow. Wow. Uh,
0: (laughs) Rubberneck was 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 a big deal. It was a big deal. That was a special band. Yeah. Was um, Foxworth was in that band? Yeah. And uh, yeah. But anyway, so you called me the other day, and I hadn't heard from, haven't heard from you for a long time, because I, I haven't heard from very many people for a long time. But anyway, and, and you said to me that, that, that you had just gotten out of rehab, and I said, Oh my God. I said, Are you okay? So are you okay?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, I basically last Thanksgiving, I almost died. Really? Yeah, I, I had massive liver failure. The day I, Thanksgiving, wow, I was supposed to be going to be with my family, and I was incredibly sick and couldn't travel. And uh, I ended up in the hospital in a coma, and then uh, and that I, I came out of the coma. Everybody apparently was relieved that I was out of the coma, but I was hallucinating. Wow, which was actually. Kind of awesome. Um, I've I've been writing down the hallucinations. They're not really? like dreams. They're like memories. Uh, uh-huh. It's a really interesting thing your brain does. Uh-huh. And all the people that came to visit me are in my hallucinations. Wow! But I didn't know I was. But in they a actually hospital. they actually
0: did come to see you.
1: Yeah, a lot of people came yeah. to see me, and yeah. that's one of the things that you find out when you uh, have an addiction is that you may think you're only hurting yourself but you are hurting the people around you and you don't realize it and then I was in the hospital for another week where I was lucid and I was I was back and so I spent Christmas with my family and then went to uh, rehab at um, uh, in Utah Uh and they you know I was kind of I wasn't reluctant. I knew I needed help, Uh (laughs) but I was confused and, and they provided guidance. Uh And, uh, so I came out of there three months, uh, sober and I've been sober since then. Wow. And, uh, I feel much better. Yeah. I still uh, have some medical issues. Uh Um, and, uh, I'm meeting with a liver doctor, um, a year later (laughs) after my liver failed to talk about the possibility of a transplant. Oh boy. uh, So far the liver, the part of the liver that I didn't kill has rejuvenated and is functioning well because I not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They do that.
1: They do that. Yeah. They're really good. So the, the part that is left is working well right now. That's good. I'm working a lot. I'm happy. I think I'm happier than I've been in a long time Uh because I I think I've always been spiritual, but I reconnected with it, Mm -hmm. and I'm more focused now. And that's part of this low-down jam thing. I really started that at Cirque. They Mm -hmm. have the recording studio. Started at where? At Cirque Lodge in Utah, the place I was in rehab. One of Uh the reasons I chose that, and i got to give a shout-out to Music Cares because they sent me there. Um, music
0: cares is paying for my car my caregiver isn't that amazing yes, been, I have, i'm having back surgery later this month but
1: that happened and i was like wow yeah. Yeah. someone in america actually really cares about music really industry professionals
0: yeah. jeremy wilson helped me too
1: yeah jeremy wilson also helped me yeah. and i played a bunch of those fundraisers yeah. so it felt yeah. kind of like full circle yeah um So yeah, thank you to the Jeremy Wilson Foundation. Yes, thank you to the Jeremy Wilson Foundation. (laughs) And And Music Cares. And Music Cares was amazing. And there were three of us there at one point that were all there on Music Cares Scholarships. Wow. So they really do care. And uh, they were fantastic. Um, And Cirque Lodge has uh so one of the reasons i went there they were like we hey we got a place in nashville and we got this place in utah i'm like "Ah, i'd rather do nashville but this place (laughs) in utah has the recording studio that used to belong to the osmonds really and the place where (laughs) i stayed uh now they have a big ropes course in it but (laughs) it was the soundstage for the show oh my god so uh (laughs) i only got in there an hour a day on weekdays which i complained about incessantly yeah um but that was amazing, and I realized that it's still a
0: working studio.
1: It's still a working studio. Wow! It's a beautiful studio, and they got a beautiful yeah. grand piano. and They got guitar, mm. bass amps, uh-huh. guitars and basses, and uh, uh, they've even got an organ. It's not a well. I'm not. I'm not going to trash talk, but the <laughs> the piano <laughs> is wonderful. Good, and they got a drum kit there. So I would I would uh-huh. uh, begin playing with the other residents. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what level they were at. It was just fun, and it was very therapeutic for me sure. to play music. So, and that's when I got that book I showed you mm-hmm. um, on uh, because I, I became very really interested in the spirituality of mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a whole different podcast, I think. But yeah, unless you want to go there. <laughs> well, it, I think I think it would
0: be interesting for either people who are. Uh, who have the problem, had the problem, or, or uh, uh, you know, or, 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 or if it's people in their family, H- how has this whole experience affected your creativity? That's the big question.
1: That's a really good question, because all my heroes are drug, drug addicts and yes, alcoholics, exactly. junkies, and yeah. et cetera. Go down the list, yeah, yeah. And in fact. Well, that's one of the exercises I did was who are your heroes and oh wow of course first is my dad mm-hmm. and then my mom and uh, and then I started getting into okay who's really influenced my life well Thelonious Monk and Bob Dylan yeah and these uh, Winton Kelly you know mm-hmm. died uh-huh. of cirrhosis uh, yeah. John Coltrane did yeah uh, he wasn't specifically you know I of course I every one who studies jazz, studies Coltrane, but all these right. guys have gone down there. Some of them recovered. I think what I've found is musicians are either, they have an addiction or in their recovery, and then there's this, this smaller percentage in between mm-hmm. that can uh, operate like a, a normal person, mm. uh, having a beer and being able to put it down or having a glass of wine with dinner and not mm-hmm. not having to... Yeah, I used to volunteer to wash the dishes, so I could drink up everybody's. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, it's wow. it's an addiction. Yeah, I it, understand. It's a disease. I, I understand. And, and yeah. it's uh, only until you get with other people that you realize have done the same disgusting, mm-hmm. nasty things. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel kind of accepted, and and uh, those are. No matter what walk of life you come from, you have this in common Uh that you have just done uh, sometimes some very horrible things. Mm -hmm. I don't think I did. I never, I always uh, sort of thought I'm only hurting myself. But that's why I say when I was in the hospital and I saw these people that loved me come Uh and give their support. Uh And I was like, I did not know I had this. I was not thinking about it or I was unaware uh, of the of the support network I really had and the people that came out they donated through um, uh, my my sister-in-law and my brother set up um, they did a lot a lot of people did a lot of, of isn't it amazing here's what
0: yeah. I, I've had several surgeries over the past two years Yeah, one was the, the first one was, was real serious and Tracy Turner Payne set up a GoFundMe and I was shocked at the outpouring i was so i've never felt so grateful in my whole life
1: yes, yeah, it's
0: amazing. She yeah. set up a meal train for me, yeah, because i was you know, i was i wasn't going anywhere, right, and that was actually before the back thing, but um i don't talk about my health on this on this podcast <laughs> isn't that funny, but anyway, well, uh, you asked
1: about mine, so it makes sense it makes sense so. yeah, yeah really
0: really uh but um but yeah, I mean, there's there's a uh, there's a, uh, they I, do
1: amazing work. What's that Soul Sisters?
0: Production. Yeah, yeah. It's like the I was I, I've never felt so grateful.
1: Absolutely.
0: It was like it was like well maybe all the stuff I've been doing all these years actually impacted people. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Your eyes, I just have this exact same reaction, yeah. Tom, because it's yeah. like, yeah. It's true. It, we we, we yeah. work so hard in our own little bubbles when we yeah. get, yeah. When we get uh, we got caught up in the thing that matters to you right now, but you don't realize, uh, and sometimes we think we're isolated because, ah, nobody mentioned my article this week, or, ah, nobody listened to my track this week, you know, and then right. but you realize uh, that you know that family and that community is uh, whether or not they're operating in your day-to-day world Mm -hmm. they're still there Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. that's an important thing I think for to to take away that I I feel that same sense of gratitude yeah
0: yeah and it's it's a um, it's a pretty amazing sense of uh,
1: okay well let's see
0: when we last uh, before we left the the universe (laughs) and the 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 uh, batteries uh, failed, as they do from time to time. It says Energizer on it, but this was zero energy. (laughs) And therefore, the recorder went off. It stopped working. That's right. We were in the middle of talking
1: i I honestly can't remember the it doesn't matter okay, good. you ready to be here? <laughs> well, I can't remember better. anything <laughs> can kidding me <laughs> It's a good thing you record all your conversations. yeah really then. I
0: thought I was going to have Dave Mellion in here.
1: <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> we get confused all the time.
0: I'm sure you do <laughs> and and me and Kendarooshi because we yeah. look alike or yeah. did before yeah. you know or, uh, before I got before I got old. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, we were talking about how how the kind of experiences that you've gone through has affected your music yeah do you find yourself
1: playing the same tunes do you are you fine how has it affected it well i find myself playing different tunes one in particular that hit me was uh, jimmy cliff's many rivers to cross oh yeah and I have always loved that song. What a great movie! Uh, Larry Golding does a great version, instrumental version of that really? song. It's a beautiful wow. tune, mm. and I just sort of let the words pass over me in general. But when you sit down to actually sing a song, you yeah. like you yeah. pay a little bit closer attention yeah. to yeah. how deep yeah. those lyrics are. Yeah. It's because it seems like a pretty simple song, but right. it's really deep. The the you can you can play it very simply, you can be mm-hmm. more elaborate with it mm-hmm. it it uh, and the sentiment is this sort of I don't know where he was at, yeah, but I think a lot of people can relate to the low point that he gets to in the song mm-hmm. um but it has a hopefulness to it too, because mm-hmm. he's. Still going to cross the river, so that's I guess what I yeah. feel like I'm. I've got. I've still got many rivers to cross. Yeah, but yeah. at least I'm heading in the right direction. I think. And <clears throat> as far as so, I mean that's just one song, but I I still play old songs. I don't mind thinking about drinking or anything like uh-huh. that. I'm working uh-huh. in bars. I'm not yeah. tempted at all. I I really, uh-huh. I have. Um, you know, it's one. Every day is a day that I decide not to, yes, uh, to drink mm-hmm. um, or use. I wasn't really an addict of anything. I mean, I I did other substances, but yeah. it, it, it was the drinking that was really the thing that mm-hmm. was uh, that almost killed me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I just have a, I, I sort of feel like okay, I got a second chance here uh uh-huh. they thought i was gonna die they gave me two to six months to live wow and i made it 10 so far so i'm just gonna keep going with that and uh and uh and taking the doctor's recommendation recommendations uh-huh. Uh-huh. and um but i i found when i came back i think the first gig i went to was actually ben rice and i saw i was playing uh-huh. at the the blue diamond and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't step, you know, you get out of rehab that you think yeah. you can't step foot in a bar. Um, but I knew I was going to have to at some point. So why not jump back in? And what I found was that mm-hmm. there's this, the beautiful picture of Janice Scroggins, all the pic- the art there, yes. but Janice in particular yeah. was very inspiring to me. And, I don't even know if I ever noticed it before, if I did, it was so cursory yeah. and, and it's a beautiful piece of artwork. And then the band, uh, that normally I would go, ah, well, you know, I, uh, it'd be better if I was in that band or, uh-huh. you know, like, uh-huh. uh, that kind of attitude or, uh, the horns, They, ah, they missed their entrance or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I used to think. Uh And instead, I was just able to take it in and enjoy the experience and let, and feel what they were offering Uh in a new kind of way. And so that's how I've been trying to enjoy music. Of course, I'm still critical. I, you know, you can't help it. You're not going to read an article and no matter how how generous or kind you are, if someone makes a grammatical error or something you're going to notice it yeah it's not going to make you hate that person or something you know right but <clears throat> um but musicians can get really catty about things like everybody does of, everybody does a little bit That's I really guess. true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um it's been really refreshing to sort of see the world through those kinds of lenses.
0: garbage men they what? Get garbage men are like that Garbage, <laughs> you know, I can, th- I can throw that can butter. Up, I can throw, put it up in the back of the garbage truck better than that guy. <laughs> no matter what you do, there's, there's always, you know, somebody.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. That's true.
0: <laughs> so, um, you how, how, how did you feel when you got back up on, you know, on, on the horse? For the first time again,
1: you mean playing yeah or, um well, the first time, so let's see i had I played a concert a week before my really uh liver failed oh my god i it's amazing. I look back now and I can see the 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 progression because of social media like people video you and, mm-hmm. and so i um and a, a friend of mine. Uh, sent me a video from that very concert Uh wise and rehab to show me the beautiful music I was making. And all I could think is I'm so drunk. I didn't play that how I really wanted to, I can play that better. Ah. And so that was, it was interesting because it was meant out of love and, and kindness, but it was a wake up call for me to go, wow. Okay. So I went straight – I didn't – so after that, my liver failed. I didn't play. I was still teaching. I was teaching music the day that uh, – before I was in the hospital in a coma. Wow. I um, – and I never got fired from a job for being drunk. Huh. I'm sure I got looked over mm-hmm. by certain people who would, mm-hmm. you know, just don't like working with, with. – right drinkers but i always sought them out to work with so for the most part Hmm. (laughs) i was hanging with people uh that were like me (laughs) yeah in a a lot or played with enough people that you know it's it's weird uh there's a line there people can kind of tell when you've gone over it but the thing is is the substances and alcohol can get you to you asked about that creative space right they can help you get to there the danger is, is that then you need a little bit more and a little bit right. more to get there. Right. And then you need a little bit more. And pre- right. and, and the, the danger is, is that uh, the place you got is not, you're not getting there anymore. You start just chasing the high instead of mm-hmm. that creative space that mm-hmm. was the whole reason you took the substance to right. begin with. Right. So I would I, w- I it's a cautionary tale. I'm not in any place to judge anybody else and what they Mm -hmm. do with their, uh, use or, or deciding not to use or anything like that. I'm, I'm, Mm. I'm the last person who has any, uh, you know, call for doing that. I can just say that I know a lot of people do that. They pursue, you know, they're Mm -hmm. like, well, if I get high, if I get stoned, I'm going to have these, I get all these creative ideas Well record them right and then go record them when you're sober yeah right and then record them when you're uh it's like when it's, you're on alcohol i yes. did this in college actually yes. I, did, I experimented on yes. it myself it's and it's
0: <laughs> like waking up from a dream <laughs> yeah and writing a few ideas down before you go back to sleep and then when you wake up it's like what the fuck is that yeah exactly That's
1: fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> i had a friend i was hallucinating in the hospital mm-hmm. and i had a friend uh two friends one a guitar player one craig marquardo who i continue to play with too he's one of the the, the, uh, the things I want to mention, we have a, a band called idle poets and, uh, I don't think we have anything coming up, but there is a, a, a really good record on the internet where you buy things. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, so he was in the room and, um, uh, say what, what you want about Craig, but he has been a good friend to me. Uh, but he was talking during my hallucination, and I was trying to transcribe the music of the stars, mm-hmm. and I was making uh, him and my friend Josh Valero who was also there, and they don't know each other at all. <laughs> and Josh was just sitting there laughing at me. And of course, we were partners, and um, we were roommates in the Curtis Elgato band. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. But um, but he was there to to support me, and um, and I think I was just making him laugh because. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking I was looking out a window, which there which I wasn't, um, <laughs> at a starlit sky, yeah. and there was a uh, grandmother uh, telling me I this had to be written down immediately. So I made them give me a pen and paper, and I looked at it. at later when I was oh, no longer lucid, it was that. It's <laughs> what you just said. I was That's like, uh, ah, and Cra- Craig, Craig goes. I sure hope he doesn't write his hit right now. (laughs) That didn't happen. That's funny. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, I've always said it's never too late to have a hit. Mm -mm. It is never too late. That's true. Remember the Macarena? Yeah. Those were two old guys. guys. Yeah.
1: That's right. You know, that's the state of the music business. People want to see the young people, but the older people actually have experience. It's right. sort of like any job that, yes. where people actually get better at it over time. But right. unfortunately, right. in entertainment, we don't want to see the old guys doing <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. We want to watch the young people doing yeah. it. So, yeah. So, but that's. Sort I of, don't, but. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it depends. But, you know, when you see a talented young person, it is. Um, It is really amazing. Uh, Oh, um, sure. I teach a music business class out at Clackamas. Uh And uh, so I'm like, I cannot ignore Taylor Swift right now. Of course not. Um, And uh, I think it it brought me back to another book that I read that Victor Wooten wrote on, Uh on his book on... It's called the music lesson. Uh-huh. It's not really a music lesson, but it is. It's re- it's more of a spiritual kind of journey. And uh-huh. when as I've gotten into these sort of like how, do, how other musicians see their spirituality in music, but uh, he was talking about Lyndon Johnson uh, calling James Brown after to quell the riot right in DC yes. uh, after uh yeah. Reverend uh Dr. Martin Luther King right. had been shot right? I was I was in Baltimore so at that time you were there yeah. yeah so um his point was that's the power of music yes like James Brown was able to do what uh the National Guard any politician or diplomat right. or anybody he could right. do it through yeah. the power of his music um and I think Taylor Swift has that power and not yeah. to deviate, I don't want to talk politics no, it's or anything. Okay. She could save the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has more she has more views than anyone else. Um and well, uh, I've I've told the
0: story a million times I w yeah. I'll I'll tell a very short short uh, version. I interviewed James Brown one time.
1: Oh, cool. And I
0: said, Mr. Brown, how do you make what is it that you do that makes people react to your music the way they do? And he goes I kick off on the one and let the boogie do the rest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's pretty sweet. It's great. I never, yeah. I never get tired of telling that no, story. That's that's yeah, that's it. Right there. I gotta, I gotta meet Fred Wesley, uh, backstage once. Really? Yeah. Wow. He, he you know, I love, uh, you know what? Maceo Parker and Fred Wesley with, yeah. with James Brown, but then also Maceo Parker. Sure. Uh, But that's, uh, that's a long story. But uh, anyway, it's fun to, that's one of the only times uh, that I've reacted like a fan, you Uh know, in the, in the, 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 you you wonder, am I going to act stupid in front of, you know, like Chris Farley or something. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Remember when you did, remember when you did. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the few times (laughs) I, it's okay to be a fan. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's, 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 it's healthy. Yeah um
0: unless they suck. <laughs> <laughs> in which case it's not so good to be a fan.
1: Well, I'm on I'm I'm only a, a fan of the of people that um that are good that don't suck in my mind. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why not, you know? Yeah. Um so so you,
0: you are how are you listen where where are you in in this and how are you
1: uh how am i i i think i'm actually about as good as i've ever been wow honestly i the health problems aside those are just something i have to deal with yeah. and you have to deal with too and yeah. of course we don't like to dwell on that but they do exist yes and um uh, so I'm not gonna say like, yeah, I'm 100% physically, no, I have pain and and whatever, but uh, mentally and spiritually, I feel like I'm better than I've ever been. Actually, I think in my life, wow. I mean, I there's uh-huh. there's a thing about it you know, a lot of people when they're uh, alcoholic, they say he goes, with, I started drinking when I was 14, wow, um, but. I was an addict before that. I had a lot of the uh traits of an addictive mind huh before that like what what do you mean uh, I'm alert, you it's can... me against the world oh yeah that's a yeah. that's a trait that can really drive you yes. into isolation tell me about and it and <laughs> and alcoholism yeah. and when you And when you start believing that from a very young age that can Mm -hmm. be detrimental to your mental health Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. especially if you don't talk about it because my parents didn't know that right i came across i i come across as a very pretty confident person right that's a result of my upbringing and my parents telling me how to be Mm -hmm. in civilization yeah everybody is sensitive everybody is you know, feels that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's important to talk about it. I've learned that that bottling that up is is one of the things that leads to you self isolating. Mm-hmm. So the, that that sort of attitude, I think, is is one of the things that can lead to addiction. That t- comes to my mind at first. I know there's others that I've thought about, but they're not popping in right
0: now. That's okay.
1: But um, that's
0: enough to that's enough to bite off. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and musically, um, you, you had asked, uh, how'd it feel to get back on the horse and yeah. I deviated cause that's what I do. Oh. <laughs> uh, but the whole point uh, of a lot of where I deviated to is to say, I started in the Osmond studio at circle, uh, yeah. uh, um, studio, there's a mm-hmm. lodge and a studio. I was in the studio. So I had closer access actually to the studio, uh-huh. even though it's the, um, the sort of the 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 people that really don't want to be anonymous uh, yeah i really you know uh or are staying in the up in the lodge uh-huh. which is where robert redford lived really yeah it's i mean he's it's, it's really beautiful out there it's a um but the studio was my favorite part and so mm-hmm. i went into that piano the first day and i just played a note yeah and then i i think i just played a scale
0: uh-huh
1: and I was like, I've lost my technique. Wow. I've been playing drunk for so long. And I mm-hmm. talked to uh, someone else that, uh, uh, um, of course, I can't say their name, but had had the same yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh, they're like, I had to relearn my instrument because wow. you played for so long mm-hmm. that my muscle memory is like drunk muscle memory. Wow. You know? <laughs> so Jeez. So you you sort of like. And I think I was proud of that. If you'd asked oh. me 20 years ago, I would have uh-huh. told you I was an alcoholic. I just didn't think it was a problem.
0: Uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. <laughs> so that uh-huh. Uh-huh. that that's never been my issue. Um I was proud of it. I was yeah. like, "Look what I can do." Yeah. Um and but why did I think that way instead of what could I do if you weren't? If I weren't. <laughs> yeah. That's what I should have been thinking. Right. <laughs> right. But no regrets, but Yeah, uh, yeah. but but yeah, that's faulty thinking. <laughs> 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 so I recognize that now. Um and so I feel like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm working on new music. I'm uh I'm doing in addition to the United by Music, the Bundy band, we're doing a recording. Uh we've got some gigs coming up and that's my friend Doug Bundy who mm-hmm. uh, we had groove revelation back in the day that he used to play Jimmy Max and all that. And mm-hmm. we're all still friends. Sure. Another sense of community and those guys also came out to support me. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I was supposed to be playing with them when I was in the hospital in a coma, wow. and they uh, donated the money from that gig to me. So that's, oh, uh, again, that's it's just nice. all just, yes. it comes around, man. It's just it does. like you it were does. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, so that, w- that was, where I got back on the horse uh-huh. was and having that that three months of playing not worrying just playing music with whoever was there whoever yeah. was available and if yeah. no one was there I'd play by myself yeah and that's sort of how I can that's what I've been doing with the jam it's mm-hmm. like if nobody shows up and there's just a few people in the audience I'll perf- I'll perform yeah and I'm totally comfortable with that I can mm-hmm. perform solo I love playing music with other people because that's how we communicate yeah yeah.
0: Um, do, do you, um, has, has your choice of the kinds of stuff you played change it at all?
1: Yeah. I'm going to debut, uh, tube and throat singing at the, um, at the Bundy band gig, uh, the LaGrowse, the big LaGrowse Yeah, Um, yeah. Some I don't have the date on me right you now. You doing Sometime the
0: two two and throw thing? Well,
1: uh, it's a Beastie Boys tune, and we're <laughs> we're we're a double build with another band, huh. and they asked if we'd like to collaborate, and and they sent out some of the songs, and John plays a didgeridoo, so I was like, uh, I think it'd be pretty funny, but that's what I've been doing to meditate.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Um, yeah, and so I've been listening to a lot of world music. I love. Uh-huh. Uh, Uh, pakistan indian classical music and Mm -hmm. i also love what they're doing with fusion with taking those instruments and Mm -hmm. western sounds and combining them Um, and but that throat singing is very meditative because you really cannot focus you know if you're trying to get everything else out of your mind from the Mm -hmm. day if you're trying to do it you cannot think about anything else
0: well i don't know if he's still in town but you know soraya
1: you ever know that guy? I don't think I know. He's singing. actually
0: uh, a, a Tuven throat singer. Ah, I mean, he's he's not from there, but yeah. he's he's adopted it as his. I mean, he he actually went over there and had a kid and yeah. with, with somebody and.
1: Now I wouldn't say I'm any good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Kivit, uh huh. He he does it. I told him I was I was listening to it and getting yeah. into it, and he started doing it, and I was like, ah, yeah. man, I think we need to, we need it. Have you tried it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What would you think?
1: Uh, well, I find it very spiritual and meditative. When you do it yourself, yeah. or is, it,
0: is it is it deeper when you do it
1: yourself? I think so because you feel a vibration. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. I don't really want to do this on the podcast, it's okay. but right. well, uh, no, it takes no, me. No. It takes sure. me. Some people can do it immediately, but it takes me a couple minutes to like get the. You start with a growl. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not hitting it. I'm not getting the overtones the way I want. Well, uh, it's uh, but, okay. I mean, no. you're
0: just you're not warmed up or anything. No.
1: It's, well, it's it's sort of. It's not really about warming up. It's about sort of just doing it and uh, okay. trying to find that for yeah, me right yeah. now it's i'm in the infancy of trying to do that i understand but it uh i find it very meditative and uh, sure. so yeah so my musical choices have changed but what i'm good at is playing american music you know uh, so that's so that hasn't changed
0: reed brought in actual singers from tuva yeah about 10 10 years ago yeah. and they, they they played
1: at reed college I think I, I yeah. saw a yeah. video of that yeah, actually because yeah. I've been watching the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I can't go. <laughs> well, I may. I I hope to someday because that's one of the books yeah. I want to write. I've got like um, so the one the, the the book I'm writing right now is with John Lamb out at Backbeat Music.
0: You're writing a book. Uh,
1: well, we're collaborating yeah. on educational materials, which uh-huh. I see turning into a book. Uh-huh. Right now we're. Uh, John's written several books on how to play drums and mm-hmm. he's um, very involved with the uh, musculature and just how mm-hmm. how how to play Yeah, technique-wise. He's studied a lot um, just how your body works. Uh, and mm. we're doing sort of a different sort of curriculum there where mm-hmm. we use, we, t- we cater what the student wants to learn for the most part and then if there's something we want to teach them we can relate that to uh their starting places which is what got them into it so that Mm -hmm. they're having fun when especially if they're uh younger kids instead of sort of imposing some pedagogy that was invented hundreds of years ago yeah it's not that that pedagogy isn't important Mm -hmm. overall but uh, there are new ways of teaching. I mean, YouTube's fascinating. It's amazing. I've learned a lot from YouTube. Really? So I can't ignore the students that come in learning from YouTube. I can say, wow, you got incredible at this one thing right here and yeah. you left all this other stuff behind. In uh-huh. musicality. So uh-huh. you're really good at that. I don't need to teach you anything about that. Mm. I want to address these other spots. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that we collaborate there. I show him what I'm working on and, he shows me what he's working on. He's trying to get the teachers really involved uh-huh. in, in uh-huh. how we're working with, with kids. And it's all ages out there. It's not just kids. Uh-huh. I've got a great teenage band right now. Um, nice. And they actually came and sat, sat in at Catfish Lou's. Yeah. It's up uh, minors. Oh. Um, so I'm trying <laughs> to get my students, other people's students to come yeah. and be a part of that uh-huh. uh, situation. Because I've always hated in America how we – I've always known this. I was underage drinking. I had two fake IDs when I was 18. <laughs> I was playing in bars when I was 18. Yeah. And uh, so I saw that. But there's something about it, like, not having kids there that makes it, like, everybody can get drunk and doesn't matter because there's no kids there. If you have your kids there, you're probably going to temper your drinking a little bit yeah, like yeah. they do in Europe, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. they're going to drink and they'll be married, but they're not going to, like, leave the kids at home because they're not allowed in the bar. And yeah. Is, uh, I could go on about that forever too, but
0: yeah. Um, uh, 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 uh.
1: <laughs>
0: so you're you're. Are, do you find yourself more more open to these days
1: to sort of new experiences or
0: yeah or, or musically
1: musically absolutely yeah. I mean, I think I've always been open. I've always yeah. wanted to learn about different things. That's okay, why I, I've yeah. always said yes uh, if someone said. Um, you know, the first time I wrote orchestrations for the Portland Gay Men's course, I had mm-hmm. done very little orchestrating. I'd studied it in college cursorily, you know, and he saw that I had some talent and asked me to do it. And I said, of course I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that led to a long relationship with, with Bob Mensel and uh-huh. the PGMC uh-huh. to the point where they, uh, did a whole concert of my music. Uh huh. So I've always been open to uh, different – and I love writing. I love composing. Mm-hmm. I love writing. I love collaborating. Yeah. I've always loved that stuff. I think the the openness comes more from – accepting it's more acceptance I think Uh Uh, because I would be open to the hearing the idea but I might be closed to pursuing it because I thought it was less than Uh Uh, but now what I'm trying to do is find where is it more than rather than focusing on where it is less than gotcha and and what do they have that I'm not doing you Mm -hmm. know everybody Look at these hands, man. I get these big meat hooks. <laughs> it's very hard for me to play delicately and pretty. <laughs> I've worked really hard to try to be able to do it, but someone with with nice slender fingers uh-huh. and a different physiology actually can attain that more easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I understand my limitations as well and I love to see how other people handle that situation, uh-huh. what they've done to overcome it. But also, to be able to enjoy someone who's just got it naturally, uh-huh. um, so in that sense, I think I'm more accepting, more open to accepting. Uh, perhaps where I would have said, "Well, I'm I'm better at this over yeah, yeah, here, yeah. so I'm going to ignore whatever they're good at," you know, because yeah. I can do this better than that person. Yeah, but that's great. I can do this thing. Yeah, it's also great that they can do that thing. Maybe uh-huh. we can we can meet and and that will. Provides some sort of yin yang experience, where, where, uh, where it, it provides some kind of balance uh-huh. to the universe. It's uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> a uh-huh. weird thing to say, but well, no, that's, what, uh, that's um, I think musical. I think music is the universal language. Sure, uh, and I do think it exists. And I mean, Pythagoras was seeing planets vibrate yeah. uh, over over two thousand years ago. Um, so this is something that philosophers and, um, you know, now astrophysicists are are discovering how to prove it mathematically and everything, but it's something that's been observed by the naked human eye that Mm -hmm. music exists in the universe. This is not a new idea. Right. Right. Well, geez. Congratulations, Dave. Oh, thanks, Tom really is are we wrapping this up i think so Uh, can i look at my points and make sure i go right ahead yeah uh points yeah i I think and now (laughs) points by dave fleshner yeah right (laughs) oh yeah i had to hit the lowdown jam united by music the bundy band sabroso craig uh we talked a little bit about the state of the music scene these were just ideas oh the teaching i also teach at clackamas and you've come out and spoken to my classes which has been amazing and that and even there, I'm doing a better job now because I'm sober. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. taking... Uh, and we've got a really good group of kids out there. Mm-hmm. And the program is really getting much stronger. I was watching... Because I'm adjunct, I'm not there all the time. I don't see yeah. everything going on. Yeah. Uh, but through my music business class, I have kids submitting their performances or whatever because I'm trying to get them to set up their, their machine. Uh-huh. You know, their their tools that they're going to use when they're out of college or or um, out in the real world trying to get gigs uh, so I'm seeing that and I've seen the performances some of these kids I teach music notation or private lessons to a few of them and I teach these music business because I'm not yeah. teaching the band classes out there so it's amazing to hear uh-huh. what uh, the whole program is doing as a whole it reminds me of Maybe Berkeley in its infancy, uh-huh. you know, before it it became an institution. Yeah, um, that's what I what I think Clackamas is is trying to do is really address the current state of the music, um, rather than like a conservatory point of view. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, then I was gonna. We already talked about. Healthcare and stuff, so I yeah. think we hit on everything I wanted to talk. Good. <laughs> Thank you for letting me review that. <laughs> that was that was the summary
0: God. of this podcast by Dave Fleshner, <laughs> and so therefore, all there is to do is to end it like we usually do by saying, "That's but- entertainment." <laughs>